and welcome to the Rad Batch. Uh, we are a Bad Batch review and discussion podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about episode two, Cut and Run. Uh, my name is Liv. And joining them is Spirit. And we are just going to jump right in with our Hunter's Senses, our main thoughts and reactions to the episode. So I really enjoyed this episode a lot coming off of the premiere. Um, I just felt like it was so soft vibes. Yeah, it was definitely a good like come down from... Right. Ending of episode one where you're just kind of on the edge of your seat like, okay, what's going to happen next? Yes. Um, yeah, they are going to Salukamai, right? Yep, Salukamai in the system of J-19, which is where they have a dear old friend. Yep. Uh, another familiar face from Clone Wars. Yeah, it was really cool to see him again in the family. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked the way that they kind of aged them all up, um, especially right. the kids. I thought they did a really good job of that. Yeah, and their voices. They're... Yeah, a they're... Older. I really liked how uh, Shea, who uh, is the older one, um, and she kind of had like this cute little dress in Clone Wars, but I really appreciated and liked how she was. Just a little bit more, uh, had a kind of a more like comfortable outfit on. Mm hmm. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. So they go and see the deserter cut. And we also get to see, in which I loved in the beginning of the episode, uh, Omega essentially seeing dirt and grass for the first time. Yes, that was such a good moment. So well animated and voice acted. Just so cute and beautiful. I loved how she kind of, you know, this is the first time she's seeing like the full sun. She's yeah. never seen that before. She has to literally like shield her eyes like, whoa, mm -hmm. it's light out. <laughs> That's never happened to her before, and she's never felt ground before. She's lived her entire life on an ocean planet that always rains. Yeah. So, yes, I loved her kind of wide-eyed openness throughout that whole beginning sequence, you know, when she's walking through the farm and looking at all the plants and the animals and... Mm-hmm. And she met other children for the first time. Yes. Got to play ball for the first time. Yeah. Got to play catch. Learn how to play catch. And you know what? A lot of people have, I've seen, you know, commented, like, how could she throw so poorly? But listen, I work with children who are four and five years old who have not played catch before. And that is how children throw when they have never played catch before. They just don't understand the mechanics <laughs> i mean that's still how i throw so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it was fine it was completely believable to me um i enjoyed those moments and i oh loved hunter 
just watching her go out with them and her looking back at him, yeah. getting approval, and then him turning and seeing everybody looking at looking at him. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, it, it's like the first awkward moment we've seen Hunter in, I think. <laughs> it's like, wait, what's everybody looking at? Yeah. He's just like, wow, fatherhood looks really good on you, Hunter. <laughs> well, I mean, she does have a type, right? right yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, yeah, not you know, a not a huge ton of action. Snipe. No, not a lot of action. There's the uh part where Omega doesn't follow the rules and goes past right. the fence. Yep. Another learning moment. Yep. I forget what those creatures are called, but the Nexu. Nexu. Yes. Yeah. They're in the uh, second movie, right? Yeah. In like the arena scene in Geonosis. I think so. Yeah. Yes. I like those but, creatures. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there wasn't like as definitely not as much action as the first episode, obviously, but I mm-hmm. still think it was a really important establishing episode, especially to kind of solidify Omega's place within the bad batch so that it's not a case of where are we gonna try to drop you off next episode like it sort Mm -hmm. of is in the mandalorian right where yeah well i'm not gonna give spoilers for mandalorian (laughs) (laughs) fair enough Uh, but um yeah so yeah omega gets almost attacked by the Nexu and Sue saves the day because she's a badass. And Yeah. I mean, forget Crosshair, like get Sue on the Mm -hmm. team. Right. She's a great shot. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't seem like the adventuring type. No, she's a mama. Maybe when the kids are all grown. There you go. She can teach them. Mm -hmm. And then Omega can, like team back up with them later sure. they'll become a bounty yeah. hunting crew and we'll see them show up in the book of boba fett boom done I mean, yeah. <laughs> series predicted <That's> canon, canon. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> yep Dave's they're just gonna become in. like the lost boys from peter pan they'll just like collect a bunch of forgotten children yeah why not why not? Well, all right. Do we want to move on to our next segment? Um, Do you have any other move on to, reactions? Uh, yeah, just like uh, like another thing I kind of noticed in the episode. So after the whole Nexu incident, uh, Hunter goes up to Cut and Sue and says... I want Omega to go with you yeah. on the shuttle because that's the whole thing. They're trying to get them a shuttle and chain coats off the yes off world. And when he says that, right. uh, Sue says, "Is that what you want?" And Hunter says, "It's what she needs, not that's what he wants." Right. So I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. 
Like he doesn't think, want to let yeah, Omega he go. He doesn't want her to go. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't think that he can give her what she right. needs. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm sure we'll get into yeah. uh, throughout the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, we can uh, sure. move on to Wrecking Ball. Our favorite Time to action release moment. the Wrecking Ball. The Wrecking Ball. <laughs> um, well, yeah, again, there wasn't too much action this episode. Um, the main two were Omega's moment with the Nexu, as we mm-hmm. mentioned, and then the kind of battle as they are trying to escape the spaceport uh, in Silicon yeah, impound lot essentially yeah is what i'm gathering right yeah and there was a little <laughs> bit of you know action as uh echo and tech decide to have the ship impounded and find out that omega is actually on the ship which was yeah, a great well, she, moment she thought it was a great plan she thought it was a great plan <laughs> tech <laughs> yep uh, <laughs> I, yeah i loved i didn't notice it i think the first time that i watched it but i uh noticed after that omega when tex is like explaining the plan to echo omega does kind of look around the chair at them and is like oh oops. like you could tell she has that thought where she's like do i say something nope too late mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> guess i'll just stay here then <laughs> Yeah, she uh, definitely seems to be on board with <laughs> getting into trouble. She wants to prove herself to them. Sure. She yeah. wants to be a part of them, you know? She is one of them. She is. Now she uh-uh. is, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I like the whole launch pad uh fight there's one part where uh i mean wrecker just doing wrecker things picks up an entire box and uses a shield and then throws it at him yeah that was good and then hunter comes in right after and like (laughs) launches himself over it and just knees a guy straight in the head Mm -hmm. like with his knee (laughs) it was great and then he uses that guy's gun to shoot another guy yeah we didn't uh hear any named uh plans either maneuvers or whatever you want to call them not this time maybe they have to you know rename them i mean well right because they're they're coming into territory that they've never experienced before up till now all of their tactics all of their plans have been like plans against droids and fighting droids and they're really good at taking out shitloads of droids but Right. They are not so good at maneuvering other real people who are <laughs> also them. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh you would yeah, you would think for them coming from the same DNA, they would have a better chance of fooling clone troopers, but I don't know. They didn't uh clone a charismatic clone, I suppose. 
I guess not. <laughs> they don't maybe, have a bard clone. Maybe that's what Omega is. <gasps> but, She's the bard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. It. I was really glad that they didn't kill the Nexu. Um, right. Really glad to see that. Yeah, they just kind of drove it off. Yeah, they're not. Uh, I liked. Yeah, I liked that Sue was the one to to jump up there, super quick. You can tell that the, you know this is kind of their thing. They've done this mm-hmm. before. Yeah. They practice this weekly. Mm-hmm. They have the the weekly Laquane family. Uh, Nexu <laughs> battle yeah. drill. <laughs> yes. Cut has to go out there and pretend to be the Nexu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, do you have like a specific favorite action moment in this one, or is it just kind of more of a laid back episode. Yeah, I think it's more laid back. Um, I think my favorite more action moments are the ones that are a little bit more subtle. Like I really enjoyed when the ship was impounded and they kind of, you know, they wait for the clone troopers to leave and then they echo pops his little head out the jumps down and then tech flips over omega yeah. and then catches her and that moment lives in my brain rent free forever loved that and i really enjoyed watching tech or um echo kind of sneaking around and going and grabbing the discs and uh, the things that they needed to replicate the chain codes. He definitely is the rogue of the group, and uh, and I'm liking I'm liking that vibe. Yeah, he's really sneaky. <laughs> it's great. It's no, really he, nice. And I, I loved when uh, they uh, they see more of the troopers coming towards them and. Tech is like, well, we can't get caught with these chain codes. And Echo's like, we can't get caught at all. What are you talking about? If they, if we start a blaster fight, they're going to lock down the whole port. And I, I really appreciate how much they've kept his kind of arc trooper demeanor. Yeah, he is still a soldier at heart, right? Yeah. He's... He's definitely, uh, like, so much more militaristic than the rest of them, I feel like. Just in the way that he says things. Yeah. But I appreciate it. Yeah, the the Bad Batch before the Empire, they were military, but they were, like, special unit, like, yeah, mercenary. Right? They kind of got to do thing. their own thing, you right. know. They were You can tell they're by... definitely not used to answering to any kind of authority like you see that in episode one when tarkin comes in and they all take a moment to like oh shit that's a that's an ad or that's a you know someone above us we have to like stand in formation and stuff everyone except uh captain rex they did uh stand in salute captain rex that's at the end of their arc in clone wars i mean yeah who wouldn't follow captain rex (laughs) indeed 
Right. Um, but yeah, one other moment that I liked was when uh, the troopers came up to Wrecker after Omega got away with the chain codes and they <laughs> just Wrecker's like, oh, I guess my chain code is in this hand. Oh, no, it's in this hand. It just smashes their heads together. Yeah, he three stooges them. Yes. <laughs> it's great. I've always I've always just like wondered, like the whole Mandalorian stormtrooper, clone trooper thing, like getting hit in the helmet. It's like what's the yeah. point of the helmet if you just get knocked out yeah. anyways? Like right? these people get knocked out all the time just like yeah, with their helmet easily. on. I know. Well, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to do it, it's Wrecker, sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those were all my my favorite action moments. Did you have any other ones? Uh, no, I mean, I do like the uh, like sneaking around like part of this. Even though some of them stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> 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 at hunter <laughs> yeah everybody else yeah I, I did appreciate all the all the costume changes in this episode mm -hmm. namely wrecker wrecker looks really good in a poncho yeah i think that's and him good... punching that uh, alarm droid was pretty satisfying <laughs> as he said <laughs> that, that hit the right spot or whatever yeah or that hit the spot that hit the spot yeah um well, that's a good segue into tech talks because I was going to actually talk about their outfits and I just... Ooh, okay, nice. <laughs> I just love the the big, like, floppy hat and poncho on Wrecker. Yes. Mostly. Yes. <laughs> but, that's like, they also, yeah, they also don't take, like, any, uh, like, precaution to, like, cover like the knives and stuff that's like on their hip no nope. is a thing and that i just feel that's like a total wrecker thing to do um i mean tech and echo they're just sneaking around so they don't get an outfit and um hunter just kind of is just walking hunter's just hunter yeah. I, Does not change a single thing. <laughs> like, is that... He wears, like, a green shirt. <laughs> he, he pretty much. That he, he definitely borrowed from Cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, the, like, Cut has his floppy hat, too. Uh, Sue's outfit's, like, on point. Oh, Sue is yeah. looking so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just found it kind of interesting that, is it like something about Hunter that makes him unrecognizable to other clone troopers? I Must mean, I guess at first glance, yeah, it's hard to register beyond that skull tattoo, I would imagine. But if someone was looking closely and also knew about Clone Force 99 and recognized the right. skull blatantly on his bandana mm -hmm. all the time, then they might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Hunter's, or not Hunter, Wrecker's just carrying 
something like on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like clearly just like this strong man just carrying it looks pretty heavy. Yeah. I think he does end up giving it to I didn't cut. even think about that. Yeah. But he does when he goes and runs off mm-hmm. to get Omega. Yeah. Uh but what were you inspired by? Um in my tech talk this week is a rant. Dear Hunter, you cannot just try to pawn off a whole ass child onto a couple that A, already has two children, and B, are being displaced from their home and don't even know where they're going to go or how they're going to survive. Like, he just is basically like, here, here you go, take Omega, and then walks away, doesn't even give them the opportunity to discuss at all. Sue so is just like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to make that decision? Hunter, do you know how difficult it is to raise one child, let alone two, let alone three? I just thought it that was really funny. I I definitely understand why it's there from a storytelling perspective. I'm not saying that that moment should not be there, but I just am like, Hunter, come on. Read the room. That's my tech talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it does definitely come kind of out of nowhere a little bit, but you got, I mean, he's a soldier. Right. Yes, I he's know. never dealt with kids. He, he's right, and Echo has like, been on his ass. Like Hunter, we got to get rid of this kid. She's a kid. She can't be with us. Yeah, and there's that whole uh, like militaristic attitude from Echo, being right. an arc trooper, just like, nah, I'm basically a soldier at heart and yep. one of the best, best tacticians. There is. Yep. Well, it doesn't work anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but yeah, I just, uh, I think that's a a pretty funny moment. I just, I think mostly it's funny that he just walks away afterward. Like, there's no discussion at all. It's like, will you please take Omega for me? It's just, she's going to go with you, whether you like it or not. And of course, they would have taken her. Yeah, I mean, they were set to go. Yeah. We don't see, like, what her. happens if Omega just straight up, like, sneaks off. Or right. if, he, or if, if she they said, have a moment where they get to wherever they're going and they're like, holy shit, where's Omega? No, right, I think that they suck? probably let her go. I assume they did, too. Sue was looking at those big old eyes. She knew. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also like, sweet, we don't got to take care of a third kid. <laughs> yeah, for real? Yeah, go, uh, go on, go uh, back to the patch. Get out of here. Oh, man. Yep. All right. Well, that was my tech talk for the week. So we can go ahead and move on to the omega of the episode the main 
lessons and themes and morals that we see throughout the episode? What are the things that you noticed? Um, well, I mean, like just seeing, we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the episode, just seeing Omega kind of exploring the uh, universe for the first, the galaxy for the mm-hmm. first time. I mean, in the first episode, we got her to see her look at the stars and go into warp speed or whatever it's called. I forget. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Warp speed. That's what Star is that Trek. From Star Trek. Oh shit! Oh. I'm gonna get some heat. Party foul. Yeah, party foul. Um, but yeah, she sees dirt for the first time, and she's mm-hmm. super excited and. It seeing her kind of notice the little things that you know most of people take for granted. Yeah, totally. And, I definitely loved that also. Yeah, and just kind of seeing them all like kind of figuring out like Omega's place in their <laughs> lives. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. One of the main themes that I had was the theme of childcare. And I am convinced that Cut and Sue LeQuain own a copy of The Power of Showing Up by Dr. Dan Siegel and Tina Bryson, uh, which I have read because I am a teacher. And something that I am always kind of thinking about when children are involved in a story like this is how the people around them are showing up for them. Um, So in that book, uh, Dr. Siegel and Bryson kind of categorize showing up for children into four facets. So there is safe, making it making sure a child feels safe. Um, seen, making a child feel seen. Um, making a child feel soothed. And then if they ha- if they get those three experiences, they get a sense of security or like a literal wiring of their brain to expect. Um, the people around them to to show up for them and to to see to their needs. Um, so I was kind of really paying attention to that throughout this episode. I thought there was just a lot of really good moments um, of the ways in which we were seeing cut react to things and and the way in which he was relating to Omega versus the way Hunter and the rest of the Bad Batch were. Um, Most specifically Hunter, I think they focused the most on in this episode. Um, But were you, did you kind of notice that? Have any thoughts about that? Well, yeah, I mean, Sue and Cut make great parents. Uh, They clearly kind of live out in the middle of nowhere on... Salukamai. Mm-hmm. And they have a farm of, I, I couldn't tell you what it is, but they have a farm yeah, of no some idea. sort. 
Space um, corn. Space corn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like cut is very like gentle and like you said, soothing to mm -hmm. Omega where yeah. Hunter is goes straight to scolding right. her when she almost gets yes. and God. He, you know, I, I noticed in that moment and I'm always kind of thinking about this too, um, specifically with children being seen when um, people get down on their level and look them in the eye. And mm -hmm. I had met, I meant to, to note that um, in our first episode with talking about aftermath, um, Hunter does do that with Omega in the first episode a couple of times actually. And, and it, I was thinking about this because the Kaminoans are what, like seven to eight feet tall. Yeah. Really, really tall. Even if yeah. they were sitting on the floor, I don't think they would still be able to really look Omega in the eye and be be at her level. Or even ideally, when you're talking to children, you should even be below their eye level. Um, and so I like think that Hunter is the first person who's ever really, truly done that for Omega and really gotten to her level and, and seen her in that moment. And, and he doesn't do that in this episode. Um, you know, he's he's reacting from a place of fear, of uh, shock, I think, you know, of anxiety of, of oh, my gosh, like something just happened to you and I, I don't want that to happen again. Um, but he he speaks to her from from above her. Right. And cut is the one in this episode that gets down to her level and you know he says she's not a soldier he's he's really seeing who she is he's seeing her as a child because he has children he knows what she's going to need he knows that she's going to need that kind of soothing um gentleness as you mentioned like that's that's really what it means to see a uh, a child after something scary or even traumatic has happened like that like i see that something scary just happened to you I see that you were just really upset. And then and then the soothed is moving from that. I see that something scary just happened to you and I'm here to help you through it or it's going to be okay. And that's what he does for Omega. He picks her up. He brings her to a place of warmth and comfort. And he shows Hunter how it's done. And then... At the end of the episode, you can see that Hunter has taken those moments, those lessons to heart, because when Omega comes to talk to him, she says, you know, I know I made a mistake, but I'm learning, and I, I this is where I want to be. And Hunter responds by saying, you know, I he, he says, I've got a lot to learn, too. He's recognizing and owning up to his own faults and that's so important for children to see adults do to to know that it's okay to make mistakes and to not be perfect right and so i think he's really seeing her in that moment and he soothes her he says this is where you're gonna stay you know we're not gonna try to keep pawning you off to other people you're with us now and what could be more soothing than hearing that from hunter so I think Omega would have been 
probably ultimately secure with the Laquains, but I think she needed the the family experience of the Bad Batch because she adopted them, basically. <laughs> they didn't adopt Omega, she adopted them. Well, they went back for her, so... Yeah. I don't know, you could argue that they did. That's true. They adopted each other. They yeah. all just found each other. Agreement. You know, Star Wars loves its found family. <laughs> it does. Uh, Stories. Yeah. So we definitely have got that going on. So I, I'm really excited. I'm glad that they kind of went into those scenes a little bit in this episode and how to um, kind of be with children and support children. And I'm excited to see how they carry those themes going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they all kind of have to figure out their how they fit in together. I mean, yeah. Wrecker took uh, immediate liking to Omega. And he's took immediate liking to uh, Sayek and Jack. I don't know if yeah. I said that. First think, one correctly. Yeah, Jack and Shea, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's a kid at heart, so. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. But, yeah, he seems to take in a liking to Omega right away. Right. Hunter he's just has... kind of always along for the ride, no matter yeah. what's going on. He's like, all right. He's always excited about stuff. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> we he... love to see it. Yeah. Who doesn't love Wrecker? Um, <laughs> He's great. Tech, given his snarky remarks. Yes. Saying, that, that would be dirt. That would be dirt. <laughs> uh, I know. I wanted, like, even more from him, too. Especially when they were, like, walking through the the plants and stuff. He could have been, like, on, on his little Wikipedia page on his data pad. That's all that's on there. Yes. <laughs> He's always looking up things on Wikipedia. Oh, man. He's the top editor, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I definitely liked his line of, you know, and uh, Echo's like, are you sure you're going to trust this deserter that we're going to? And Tex yeah. says, well, why not? We're all deserters now. We're all deserters now. Yeah. They are. I mean, he's he, he's smart because Hunter asks him, uh, you know, what can you encrypt us some chain codes? Oh yes. I just learned about them. <laughs> yes, I only learned of them moments ago, but yes. But yes. <laughs> yeah, tech. Is definitely the sassy one of the group, and and I'm here for that. I'm super here for like the nerdy one to be the the snarky one <laughs> as well. You don't often see that, and and it's it's definitely a fun dynamic to have. Yeah, he gets his one liners in. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his zingers. Yeah, the only other uh, theme that I had. Uh, noted down was this theme of chain codes chain yes. codes and choice yeah um, yeah go on yeah well I just think it's really well done the way that they are setting up the 
development of chain codes against the development of Omega within the Bad Batch and how she, as she, you know, develops her role more with them, that she is gaining more freedom, more choice, whereas with the chain codes and the influence of the Empire, people are are given kind of the illusion of choice. Like, you know, he says, oh, you know, come and trade your Republic credits for Imperial credits. Like, you know, free of charge. Yeah. You can come do this. Like that, you know, it's your choice, but if you don't do it, then we're going to take all these things away from you. Yeah. Empire's real nice like that. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, what are those aliens called? The one that was trying to get on the on the shuttle and they wouldn't let him. Uh, I believe they I call that uh, Justin Roiland. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but there was one of those in an episode of the Clone Wars that I really yeah, liked. Yeah, they had like showed total, up a couple like, of times. I think Maul cut one in half. Yeah, yeah, he had like this kind of country <laughs> accent that I really liked. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. He was talking to like Obi Wan mm-hmm. about Maul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know either, but I like I like those aliens, so that was kind of cool to see. But I'm I was sad for him; he wasn't allowed onto yeah. the shuttle because he didn't have his chain code. Yeah, Echo makes Bummer. that remark. Um, it's funny that the clones wanted to give themselves names and now civilians are giving themselves numbers. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> a galaxy wide data database. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, glad you're impressed, buddy. Yeah. They're BFFs. Bestie. It. No. <laughs> Oh, obviously they are. Yeah. But definitely a theme I think we are going to continue to see. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch all of mm-hmm. that unfold. Yeah. Time to move into the echo chamber. The echo chamber. Um, a couple things I wanted to note. Um, I really liked the lighting of this episode because I felt like it really mm. went along with the feel of the softness and the the dad vibes. It was like all very kind of orange and yellow. There was a lot of kind of soft, warm light uh, yeah. in, in those Seleucami scenes. And then that was kind of directly contrasted against the the darkness of the ship when they get impounded and the the kind of stark uh angular nature of the spaceport as they're fighting and trying to escape right thought that was all done very well mm-hmm. yeah the uh i mean this series so far the first two episodes have looked fantastic yeah yeah and it it was cool also to kind of you know see a place that we had seen pretty early on in the clone wars i think that was what season two was the deserter it was pretty early yeah captain rex gets hurt he's staying there and figures out that 
cuts a deserter and right. there's a whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, and that conversation is is pretty interesting too. Uh, all about you know, it's it's kind of a very similar conversation to what was going on in the first episode of the Bad Batch, uh, mm-hmm. where they're talking about programming and and cut is saying you know how how do you know that you believe that you really believe in this war that it's not just your programming and Rex is like no this is this is what I believe in I believe in creating a better world right. for everyone yeah but does he or is that just what he's programming <laughs> he does yeah. Yeah, and Cut's got to have a defective inhibitor chip too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting Because they did an say Captain theory, like, Rex was there the day yeah. before. Right? And, uh, you know, is... Right? Rex had to be very careful not to mm-hmm. say... Yeah, if he said Order like 66, well, because... would it just set him off? Or... Yeah, because... I think they if... have to hear that. Right, and if cuts inhibitor chip malfunctioned from the start you know could that be an explanation for why he decided right. in the first place right that's yeah. what like gave him the courage or whatever to just be like nah i'm yeah. good i'll pass right i'm not gonna go fight your war i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go marry somewhere. a hot twi'lek <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't blame him yeah um, Sue is a MILF. For yeah, sure. and another thing is we didn't see Crosshair this episode. We didn't Not see at all. Crosshair, I know. What's, what's he doing? I mean, what's he's he up to? Probably out just giving uh, treats to all the Empire children. Yeah, you know, nice just having a good time. They, campaign. Thro- the Empire is throwing him a, a welcome party. <laughs> <laughs> Cake. Yeah. <laughs> Balloons, streamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, posing mm-hmm. for a couple pictures. Yep, with yeah. Tarkin. Right. Right. They got to do their PR. Busy. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, one, uh, one other thing that I noticed was that the voice of that uh, alien who is selling the fruit and who Cut and Hunter talk about um, trying to book a shuttle off-world was the same voice as Asajj Ventress. So that was kind of cool to hear that voice coming through. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that little alien. She was chill. She was, she like knew, she was on the up and up. Before. Have we? Or someone like her. Yeah, I I don't know whether we've seen her or just other aliens of that species. I don't know what they're called, but... Yeah, we've seen that alien of that species in the Clone Wars. There's a whole C-3PO R2-D2 thing with their planet. Oh, yeah! Oh, Oh my god, that's right! They they don't speak any, like... Basic. Common language, yeah, basic. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else on this episode. No, I don't either. Do we want to go into kind a of crosshair a, scope? Yeah, what do we what predict and pre- hope's going to happen? 
Yeah. Well, I'm just loving all of these moments with Omega and the rest of the mm-hmm. batch. And I'm excited to just get more of those with each one of them. I hope they kind of like delve deeper into her relationship with each of them. Excited yeah. to see that. I want yeah. more harebrained plans from tech. <laughs> Keep <laughs> those coming. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I I assume they're going to go looking for Rex. I mean, they don't know where he went. Yeah, we don't really know uh, what they're going to do. And where Captain Rex was going to go for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, I, I think Echo did ask and... Oh, well, cut. yeah, cut yeah, didn't, cut ask, didn't ask. He's just like, yeah, yeah, right. Whatever. Eh, you know, it's none of his understands. Yeah. He, he wanted to kind of be off the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I definitely thought it was interesting that we saw a cut again. It really is feeling like this is a kind of continuation of some of the themes and threads from the Clone Wars. So it makes me wonder who else we might see you know we know we'll see rex so will we also see ahsoka Ooh. are we gonna see vader are we gonna see obi-wan well i did we say we'll Maul? see vader. well i don't know if we'll see Maul. maybe mandalorians we'll have to go to Mandalore, yeah yeah and all that i do see. want to see more of uh Wreckers workouts with the gonk. Toy. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Loving that. Yeah, I don't for know sure. why they got a gonk droid, but I'm here for it. <laughs> they have a gonk droid so that Wrecker can do his workouts. Yeah. yeah, he was just curling it, you know. Canon, that's why they have it. Yeah, probably just like yeah. wandered over the ship and they're just like, oh, whatever. Right. Um,. Yeah, I'm hoping that we see Crosshair soon. Yeah, we have to, right? I think we have to. I wonder if they'll do like a, a Bad Batch episode and then a Crosshair episode and then a Bad Batch Ooh. episode and a Crosshair episode. We'll get just a Crosshair only episode. That'd be yeah, pretty cool. That'd be cool. See what I'd he's up to. <laughs> Back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see what kind of shenanigans they get into and what more complications, I guess, Omega puts them in, but helps yeah. with as well. Uh, she's learning. No, she she's is learning. Learn, hey, she, she has been helpful. She got the uh, chain codes out yes, of there. She did. She, and she didn't she even... She Crosshair's gun. Like, she's yeah. been helpful. She totally has, right? And, she, you know, she didn't even, like, say anything about it, right? She just was like, okay, they ha- we have to get this done. I'm just going to do it. Because mm-hmm. they're definitely going to not let me do it if I ask. So better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? Right. Easy. Every child knows that law. Yeah, well... Do you have anything else for the episode? No, not really. It was just kind of nice to have a little laid-back episode. Yeah, right. A little bit I'm more sure laid-back. I'm sure it won't stay that way. What? <laughs> We're not just going to get soft dad vibes for the rest of the series? 
Yeah, we might. We might to, as penance for all of the pain Dave Filoni has put me through. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be more pain. I'm just here to tell I, you. Yep, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess join us next time for more pain. <laughs> more pain as we discuss episode three of the Bad Batch. But thank you for joining us. Hope yeah, you enjoyed. You. Definitely enjoyed discussing this episode cut and run